amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. His is Matt Kleinschmidt, and we are the LaughButton.com, fresh off international travels. Yes, we are. No one got arrested. No one got held at borders. Nope. We made it into and out of Canada unscathed. We did. Uh, a little disappointed you don't get the passport stamp. I know. When you a- drive across the border. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, there was a comedian. Who did we see that made jokes about that on stage and how stupid it is that you get little stickers, like little treats? It, it's cool. You know? It kind of helps remind you of like where you were and what you've been doing. I agree. I agree. Yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of the passport. The, the comics at Just for Laughs do a lot of topical humor, I've noticed. Like they'll come out and be like, hey, poutine's weird, right? <laughs> it, is, it is funny. Poutine's weird, eh? <laughs> how comedians quickly switch to their environment they become accustomed to it and of course it's new for them of course and all these canadian comics are like hey we wait all year for this shit and you're just gonna come here and tell me about poutine like (laughs) our local comics do this for us exactly you know gonna come and kill us some poutine jokes like could you imagine a a comic coming to new york and we go out for the night and it's just all subway jokes you'd be like you'd be like come on like well it's kind of funny hearing like people with different accents shit on new york though or shit on whatever it is right i mean like like one of my favorite like intro Topical crowd crowd work jokes comes from Bill Burr's album Mostly Unavailable, where he goes into Philadelphia and just like rips on it for like he's like you guys put cheese on everything and your subways smell like piss and like it shouldn't work but it does because it's first of all it's Bill Burr um, but second of all like I'm like yeah that's funny that's that's unprepared material that he just came in and just kind of killed Philadelphia with a little bit. And it just drives the point home, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's also Bill Burr. Like, you know, Bill Burr complaining is the best Bill Burr of all time. It's true. Very true. All right, we have a special guest join us on this edition of the podcast. Uh, it was taped up in Montreal. I had the time to, uh, or I had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, Steve Byrne. Steve yes. Byrne, his most recent Netflix special champion, has done very well. I was not present for this taping of the podcast. I was too busy getting locked out of a room. Yeah, you were You were busy. <laughs> yeah, you were off on some mission. I don't getting know. locked out of a room. <laughs> but. Uh, but, look, Burn is awesome. Burn's been a, a friend for a long time, and and he we we had this you know podcast taping set up, and uh, I get a text from him like five minutes after the time, like, hey, we still meeting up, and he he literally writes, I literally just woke up, and this is like four thirty or no yeah, one thirty, yeah, one thirty in the afternoon. So just to let you know how long the nights go in Montreal, they go pretty deep and they go pretty hard. Yeah, the earliest I went to bed was probably like three, and that sounded disgusting. Yes, by the way. I know that's why I glossed over it. I didn't want to like. Sh- Point out your disgustingness. <laughs> I think the earliest I went to bed was like three o'clock in the morning. Sure, that was probably the earliest. But there's some late nights, some hangs. Um, the comics are always up to hang out in Montreal. They it's are. Good, it's a good city. What happened in Montreal? Well, what happened in Montreal yeah. is we had a damn good time. We did have uh, a damn good time. Uh, I'm going to start with the goddamn comedy jam because that's damn the title. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, it gives me the opportunity to swear yet again. Mm-hmm. But the goddamn Comedy Jam, we experienced it in L.A. recently, and we're blown away. So I wanted to see this cat out of its bag in yep. international territories in front of an audience that you know isn't familiar with it. They, they know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And they were set up to do a week-long run of shows. And it also gave the goddamn Comedy Jam an opportunity to have comics that aren't L.A.-based comics be a part of this thing. Which is uh, yeah. very cool, and we we went to a showcase of that, and it was just as good, I think, there as it was in LA. In fact, I think it was cranked up a couple notches because they were like, "We have to sell this thing." Like they yeah. they don't know what it is. So uh, Josh Adam Myers, who is the host of this thing, he he kicks off the show with a performance of Shout from Tears for Fears, mm-hmm. like it was the last day of his life. It it, it really was oversold. I can't I, oversell how much he oversold it. I could hear the throat <laughs> polyps 
popping yeah, yeah, yeah. within his like in his throat. But he turned it up to eleven, and uh, and it got the crowd going because the Canadian crowds at first are always this sort of shy, unassuming. You know, we're just gonna hang out, and let you do your thing. Yeah, that's true. You're not sure. It's not that they underreact. No, they, no, they, no, they're just they're, they're there for the show. They're very supportive of yes, comedy. Yes, they're very, very focused. Yes, but they want you to do your thing, and yes. they don't want to interfere. Yes, very rarely any heckling. There, there was. There was a fight at the Chappelle show, which we'll get to. Yeah. But that was, we'll get to that. That was probably two drunk Americans, let's be honest. Probably was. <laughs> probably some people that probably aren't allowed back in yeah, America yeah, exactly. that are stuck in Canada. But uh, th- these crowds are so awesome. Like, no one talks, mm-hmm. everyone's respectful. So to they see. They laugh. The, uh, yes, they, they laugh. laugh. Hard. But to see the goddamn comedy jam in that environment, I'm like, how's this going to work? Are they going to sing along or are they going to do only songs from Bare Naked Ladies and, and Nickelback and what other? Midnight Oil. No, Mid- wait, that's Australia. <laughs> Never mind. Close enough. <laughs> sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're immediately won over and very supportive. And the comics we got to see that night, Margaret Cho. Yes. Uh, Pete Davidson. Good old Petey Pete. I always forget how tall that guy is, man. Very tall. We got to see him for a brief second in the lobby. Yeah. Uh, shook his hand. He's <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? And then and he goes, like, on, and it's like, oh, yeah, Pete's taller than me. Yeah. I'm, and I'm a tall dude. I'm 6'1", and he's you're, taller than me. He's he's taller than you, right? He's got to be like 6'5", 6'1". Six, 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 he's got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I didn't even realize you yeah, I'm taller tall. than you too, buddy. Yeah. Oh, six, six, I, four, everybody's eight. taller than me. The only place I'm tall is in Puerto Rico. Like when I go yeah. visit my wife's family, it's like, oh, this is a well, basketball player here to visit. <laughs> to do a clinic Manute Bull just yeah, walked yeah. in Ladies exactly. and gentlemen The white Manute Bull Just showed up <laughs> um, So yeah I forgot how tall he is So so it was cool to see Pete Because yeah. I haven't seen Pete Do stand up in forever It's been a while it's And I may have only seen him once Yeah because I mean Well the so, last time I saw him Was before he got SNL Right so. This is all pre-SNL, pre-SNL yeah, yeah. For me as well uh, And then capping it off uh, Was Bill Burr No It was Tommy Lee You're right It was Tommy Lee So Bill Burr had to cancel So Tommy Lee showed up. Look, they they truly faked Quote, me unquote, out. Tommy Lee. They faked me out. I'm not gonna lie. Wait, Josh comes out before. <laughs> Did they really? Oh, totally. Because <laughs> this shit happens all the time. Yeah, man. yeah, of course. And and you can't play around with family emergencies, man. Of course. So yeah. Josh comes out. That's true. And says, "Hey, everybody. Um, look, I, I got. I'm just gonna break this news to you. It sucks. I don't want to have to say this, but uh, Bill Burr had a family emergency and he had to he had to fly back to New York. But by chance." You know, we called in a few favors, and uh, and we have somebody that just happens to be in town, and, uh, and we're going to have him come up and do a guest spot. And he goes, Tommy Lee, everybody! And Bill Burr in full Tommy Lee regalia. Yeah, even, like, sleeves that show tattoos on his arms. Yeah, he had yeah he had tattoo sleeves and uh, and the, the wig and the glasses. And then I thought, okay, this guy, we, we know he's a drummer. Yeah. So first of all, I was like, oh, it's great. Everybody always sings. You know, this guy's going to play drums. I can't wait for this. But... Um, he left the gear on, like to do a stand-up set. Oh yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, he was yeah. gonna bust out. He a... never took the wig off. Never it was took awesome. the hat off. Never took the glasses off. And yeah, he sat there and did Bill Burr jokes dressed as Tommy Lee, which is kind of funny. It was very, uh, funny. it was very funny, very funny. Which is the point of the show, right? So overall, I was very impressed by these guys because the roadies were everybody was there. The whole yeah, team. yeah, yeah. They got all the roadies up there. They got a uh, mosh pit and switchblade. Yeah, switchblade. The two mo- <laughs> right? the two roadies. And how about the violinist slash guitar player slash this guy does everything from in the band. The band. He climbed up to the second tier, the second level of this venue, and like climbed over the railings, went onto some sound box. Well, I was like, this yeah, guy's going to die It was basically tonight. the cage of the soundboard was above it. Yeah, he, I mean, you know. Listen, put, if you're gonna go, uh, if you're gonna go sell it, you gotta sell it hard, and sure. that's what he was doing. So, well, they put on a show, and then kudos yeah. to those guys, kudos to Josh and, uh, and, the, and Pete it. Davidson did "Gangsters Paradise," right? The yeah, Coolio should, song. We should tell, which is great because he actually said <laughs> the best line was, <laughs> he goes, uh, "I I know the song's in the movie, but I don't know what movie. I never saw it." I'm uh, like, "Geez, I was Pete. too high," or he said he saw it in a movie, but he can't remember which one because he was too high. Oh, is right. that what it was? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was because he was like because he's a young dude. It's very possible he that movie just was not released when he, what came out before he was born. Oh God, Gangsters Paradise. That's well, let's Dangerous see. Minds with Melanie Griffin. So Weird Al did a parody of that for Bad Hair Day, he did. which was 1996. Pete's what 21, 22? Is that 1996? I think that came out. I was working at the music store. God, I remember this. It's it, so if Pete so Pete might have been born in like 95, oh, 94. Jesus, so man. it's highly possible. Not only is he tall, but I feel old. You should. <laughs> I just made us feel very old. Thank you for that. And Margaret Cho did Chandelier from uh, Sia. Sia. And, uh, and was it Mosh, mosh pit? pit? It was Mosh Pit. Full body nude suit. Yeah. 
dancing around like the kid in, in the video, hysterical. Yeah, like the kid in the video. And Kristen Wiig did that once too. I think it was the Grammy Awards. She okay. danced with the kid dressed both dressed like the little Well, who kid. knows? Maybe it was Kristen Wiig dressed up as Mosh Pit. No, it was Dressed up pit. as the girl from <laughs> that, that's possible. the Sia video. Who knows? I saw, I saw an Instagram post from Josh later. It was like the best hundred bucks he ever spent. It was like a photo of... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. All right, up next, uh, let's dive into Roast Battle. Well, it wasn't really Roast Battle. It was the Roast Masters Invitational. That's right. Well, well, it was Roast Battle. Oh, Jeff... Yeah, right. Yeah, it is Roast Battle. Jeff Ross and Just for Laughs presents yes. the Roast Masters International 2015. This, this, to me, the smartest thing Just for Laughs did this year because it was the final thing every night. Everyone was loosey-goosey. All the comics had no other shows. They were ready to show up and have this thing. Right. And it was a total blast. We went... Every night we were there. We, we, we had season this. tickets, yeah. practically, to yeah, this thing. Much. We only missed... Uh, we missed one and a half nights. <laughs> <laughs> we did miss one and a half nights. The only nights we missed, we weren't there. We couldn't do anything about it. But, right. Uh, it was it was fantastic. And they did it bracket style. Right. Which is different from how they usually do the show in LA. They basically had it set up as the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, or... Yeah, and they basically got American people, Canadian people, all over the country, international. So like everyone, uh, everyone represented. Brits, right. some Brits were there too, and so. some some names you might recognize uh, as far as the competitors: uh, Jimmy Carr, who's a beast in the UK; Mike Ward, he's a beast everywhere. Yeah, in the UK, he he's definitely my favorite British comedian, hands down. Oh yeah, I love he's that great. guy. He's great. Uh, it's tough because I love Ricky Gervais too, but. Uh, well, just, uh, let's just hope Ricky doesn't hear this podcast. Oh, Ricky, <laughs> that means he's never going to be on it. Oh, Ricky, I'm sorry. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> now, Ricky is amazing. Yeah, Ricky's yeah. always been good to me, man. I love that guy. All right, Joe DeRosa. Uh, Joey Roses. See, Tom Ballard blew me away. Tom Ballard was this great. This is the Australian kid. He, he apparently is the number kid. one comic in Australia right now. And he's on fire. He slayed at this thing. He... Uh, uh, at the risk of comparing to another Aussie comedian, but like he has, you know... Uh, 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 Jim Jeffries elements to him. Yes, he, he does. really does, and I don't know if that's just the brain of comedy that Australia spits out these days, but like, he's got that ability to him. I mean, he's a little different. First of all, he's gay, and they actually talked about it quite a bit on Roast Battle. Um, and he's also like a red hair, so think like a tall. Think Jim Jeffries if you were gay and redheaded. And that might be Tom. Is that, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe he's not Jim. Sitcom, so man. maybe not Jim Jeffries at all. Yeah, I'm guessing this is just a whole different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay, tall, redhead. Jim Jeffries is not Jim Jeffries at all, actually. All right. But, like, uh, yeah, that guy was great. But he, he came out and owned it because I, I had never seen him before. Relatively young dude, too. All right. I would put him mid-20s. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually rode an elevator with him. He was oh, you did? He was checking his phone quite a bit. Wait, was he taller than you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big dude. Big dude. And you're a tall guy. All right. Yeah. Let's see who else was... It? I was thoroughly impressed with uh, this female comic that was a part of the... Um, uh, this battle tournament. Her name was Sarah Tiana. And yes. she's a writer for, or was a writer for The Burn. Yeah, The uh, Burn. And she, she was fantastic. Yeah, she's definitely, yeah. I th she, I don't know how long she's been working with Jeff Ross, but they have some, they have some history. She's done Roast Battle in the past. Sure. She was great. Yeah, she, she made it far too. She made it very far. And she, she was just consistently good. Yeah. Um, Kay Trevor Wilson, who, who's a comic I interviewed when we launched a, the Just for Laughs channel for, for Sirius XM. And he was a newcomer when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And he, real quiet, nice guy. He kind of owned it. And then, he turned and then, it on. He represented like, Canada very, very well. He did. It was night and day. I was like, this is the same kid I interviewed like two years ago? Yeah. Now he's one of uh, Canada's finest. And uh, and yeah, speaking of elevator rides, after he tore apart uh, Sarah Tiana yeah. or, or Ashley Barnhill, I can't remember who he... Yeah, I think he, it was Ashley or Sarah, one of them too. He, he, I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, like how'd it go? Like, Jesus, man. And, and he was like, oh man, my parents are going to be so pissed <laughs> about what I said about that lovely lady. <laughs> and everybody, it was a very Canadian response. Response. It was. It was so funny, and uh, but what? Just a nice guy. So so keep your eyes and ears peeled for uh, K. Trevor Wilson here in the states. I have a feeling he's going to be coming down here pretty soon. I could I could see him being in a sitcom. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. He's got he's got kind of like you know the, the a jolly elf kind of vibe to him. Is that a good way to describe him? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put. It. But then he can turn on you in a dime and turn uh, into a, like Satan, a, jo right? a jolly so. <laughs> elf with a dark streak, <laughs> right? There you go. And uh, finally, uh, Matthew Broussard, who we saw in L.A. Yes. in the L.A. version. We of actually Rose saw Battle. a few people from L.A. Like yes. Ashley Barnhill, who you mm -hmm. mentioned, she was in L.A. We saw her as well. Yes, she was the comedian performing against another comedian who, who the the time we pretty were pretty much we witnessed someone quit comedy. Yes, that's right. She it was, was Ashley one. versus other comics. She sent other comic home permanently. I'm pretty sure a woman quit her comedy <laughs> crew that night. Yeah. 
All right, so Matthew Broussard made it all the way to the finals up against um, uh, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. And Jimmy Carr eventually won. And you can read the whole... Uh, I, I typed up a three-day breakdown of this thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone sent me a note that was very nice... Uh, it said, "Oh man, Howard Cassell would have been yeah, proud yeah, yeah, yeah. of this." Was, and I was, was like, "You know via what?" Twitter, someone said as that a out. broadcaster, that is like, you know what? Yeah. Awesome. That made my day. It was uh, it was very cool, and uh, it was, and I mean, Carr was definitely a favorite early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everyone's like, "How, how did he beat Jimmy Carr?" He's got albums of just zingers and one-liners. It was very right. tough, and. Joe DeRosa, when it gets him, did very well. Kind of went down in flames swinging. He went Joe's down. like, I'm going down and I'm going down swinging. <laughs> he was so taking out the crowd. He was taking the out judges. the judges. He was doing all of it. Everybody but, um, but Jimmy. Everybody but then but after Jimmy. that, he went and faced the uh, the Australian guy we were just uh, talking Tom, about. Tom yeah. Ballard. Tom Ballard. <laughs> Tom Ballard almost had... He had Jimmy Carr on the ropes. He did. Until like the last joke, he had him. It was it was the final joke. The in final fact, joke. they might have even done a bonus joke. They, I think they might have. They and, did a round of five jokes. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and then he had to have a joke off so Carr almost lost it in the semifinals but he pulled it out once he once i don't even know if it was close during the actual finals but i think like that was that was probably the roast that was the the, the tit for tat of the night also speaking of which we got to give a shout out to two new york guys Luis j gomez mm-hmm. um who did they did kind of like an ex- exhibition round with as new faces right um I think it was the quarterfinal night they did the, the exhibition round. No, it was it was the semifinals. Semifinals. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Lewis and then uh, I'm sorry. Who Alex was Ad- Alex Edelman. Alex Edelman. Yeah. They did uh, they did a tit for tat. They were awesome. They man. were great. Two New York guys. Yeah. First time ever doing roast battle, and they both they 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 were one of the best spots that night. Yeah. They embodied what roast battle is, is for sure. And I'm sure those two dudes being New York comics are used to getting shit on. Like, right. That's all New York comics do. Yeah. They sit at a table. And that's and why they're they, good they rip at on it. each other. But they're great. They're almost built for this. Now, Matt, uh, let's fill everybody in. If you if you don't know what roast battle is and and what we're talking about, if you haven't figured it out, it should be pretty obvious. But but how it works is is Jeff Ross uh, sort of oversees this, and Brian Moses um, is the host of this thing. He's out on stage. He brings everybody out, and uh, it's it's a back and forth. You know, five jokes each, and then the three judges will decide. You know who who wins or who in this case who moves on. And uh, speaking of judges, man, we we had quite the judging pool, and then we also had quite the judging situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I mean, down. Like, great so. judges. I mean, you had Gilbert Godfrey, mm-hmm. Jeff Ross. You had Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's kid. Yeah. Had Trevor Noah, Michael Che, Moshe Kasher, Moshe Kasher, who's great. Chappelle shat, sat in for a couple jokes. He also Be- shat in too. Shat in, well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chappelle sat in, but because his his show earlier that night got canceled because two dudes were getting into a fight yeah, in the crowd. And this is what we were talking about earlier. So so I caught wind of what happened. I, was, I had lunch with a a friend who introduced me a bunch of their friends. And uh, and by the way, thank you for that lunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. And someone was at that show. Someone was yeah, yeah, from yeah. that table that I was hanging out with was at the show because I brought it up and said, hey, anybody know what happened at the Chappelle thing? You know, I was at the Rose Battle. Someone mentioned Chappelle showed up. Yeah, he's, and like, he said there was a got, he's like, I'm here because my show got canceled, man. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Not bad. All right. I'm working on my show. Yeah, it's not bad. So, uh, yeah, they, they were like, yep, definitely was a fight. And I guess somebody <laughs> was heckling down in front. And then someone that was even closer than that person yeah. turned around and was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then the fight broke out. And then Chappelle, Chappelle I guess, was doing play by play of the fight until he was just. Just like you know, enough of this, man. I'm out. So, yeah. so he so he had it over and judged roast hey, battle. We went out on yeah, that we, deal. We won because we had Chappelle roast battle. And uh, but who is the judge of all judges here? So, so Wanda what, Sykes, dude. I got, okay. I got, I got a. What happened with Wanda Sykes, man? I love Wanda Sykes. I think Wanda Sykes is a great person. How much do you love Wanda Sykes? Man? I don't think Wanda Sykes would do what the hell is going on at roast battle. Now, why I do you say this? Is. Because Wanda kind of was like. She was looking at the there's a, the hater squad at Rose Battle, which basically are there's people that their job is to be offensive, obnoxious, racist people. Basically, is what they do. They sit over there and just make nothing but terrible jokes. And, and they're, they're very plants. funny. They're, they're very plants. Fun. Yeah. They're very funny. Um, in addition to the wave, which does the act outs. Um, Formerly known as, as yeah, the Negro Waves, what they're usually called <laughs> out at Rose Battle. I I hate saying dude. It, it was even weird typing called, it in the story. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. they were called the Wave out in uh, in the in. In, in, in Canada That was the PC version of it But like Wanda I don't know if Wanda Understood the full scope Of what it exactly was So she was kind of like Nitpicking comedians For having their notebooks open Because they wrote down jokes It's like well Wanda They don't memorize their jokes Because they just came up With them that day Because they just knew Who they were roasting sure. that day so, Hours before man it's Hours before So it's like that was something She was kind of nitpicky about Right She seemed to not know What was going with the hater squad She seemed like she had a 
she seemed like you know she, she had a drink or two. She had a drink yeah. or two. Like I don't want to. I don't want to speculate and say people. Are we can speculate. We know, just speculate. But like she so she, yeah. so she was talking a lot. Like she just didn't seem like she understood what the concept of the of the, the of it was, which was unfortunate. It yeah, was unfortunate because the first thing she said as a judge was. I don't like this. This sucks. So like, as, so like, everyone's psyched. Everyone's ready to go. And then wanted to saying that kind of like sucked some of the air out of the room. And right. everyone's like, oh no. And then Chappelle showed up and and a little bit later, and everyone was like, well, I don't want to be. I don't want to look like a fool in front of my comedy idol. Right. So like that kind of sucked the room out, the air out of the room a little bit more. And then it was just like. Yeah, it it wasn't as weird. raucous as it could have been. It right. wasn't as whatever. And like Wanda seemed to kind of not lead the charge. It wasn't her fault per se, but like a, a series of unfortunate events kind of all piled up. It started by Wanda and all right. of a sudden it's like, oh, it wasn't. So the first night was, well, that first night we went, which was the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, oh, no. quarterfinals. Uh, it just kind of sucked some of the air out of the room. Well, um, it was saved by the next two days we went because it oh, yeah, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a face melt after that. But but Matt Matt, Broussard... Matt Broussard acknowledged that, too, during the quarterfinal. He he used his final joke. uh, So so he had... K. Trevor Wilson basically knocked out. Yeah, he had him. He, he there. There was no doubt Matt was moving on. So he said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my my last joke here, and I'm going to I'm going to tell Wanda Sykes to go fuck herself." Yeah, that, and that's what he said. It and the crazy. crowd was like, "Ah!" Oh, and then yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" The crowd the yeah. crowd roared because I think a lot of the crowd came back night after night, right. and they understood how awkward it was with, right. with Wanda doing it. So like, but then he didn't know, stop there. No, then, no, and then no, he no, just no. roasted yeah. the shit out of Wanda. So. So yeah, I mean, like, I just I don't know if Wanda really understood what it was. I think she did say, "I'm only here because I love Jeff." Yeah, wrong, wrong um, place, wrong time. Wrong blah, place, blah, wrong blah. time. Like, not at, like it's you can't blame it all on her, right? But it, she definitely didn't help the situation and kind of like sucked the air out of the room. But I will say, one of the com- one of the comedians, uh, w- there was two Canadian guys going against each other. Oh, uh, one of them, Sean Cullen, and was it Mark? Forward, yeah, I think I that's think. what it was. And one of them took a shot at Chappelle, and Chappelle, oh yeah, he did. Mark Chappelle Forward did. It was Chappelle Mark, yeah. went great. He went, look, man, I can do my act backwards and in sign language, and it's funnier than your shit. And it was like, oh, because like that's the whole point of roast battles. Right, You're supposed to right. land those jabs, and Chappelle did it just so off the cuff, so post my show was canceled because there was a fight and just like leveled this dude to the point where the two Canadian guys were like, yeah, we're, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and neither of them won. Neither actually. of them won. They both lost they and uh, they brought Ashley. Instead. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Very funny. Very, All right. So funny. kudos to uh, everyone involved with the roast masters invitational championship out mm-hmm. there just for laughs and congratulations to Jimmy Carr yeah. and Jeff Ross. And, and if I haven't said that enough, All right. Yes. But you can check out the full three, uh, three day play by play breakdown all down. Yep. On the laughbutton.com. All right. So anything else of note in JFL that you, you want to talk about? I mean, we had breakfast with, uh, let's see, Gilbert Godfrey, Orny Adams. Yeah, we had we Froyo we with Orny. Froyo with Orny Adams. He was so funny. We, we were there, you know, at the yogurt place because I wanted to swing in because I knew we weren't going to eat. Because when you when you start working and you go to this festival, you just don't eat. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. And then you, you drink and you don't eat. You have breakfast, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I was like, Matt, I, I got to get I gotta get a snack or I'm going to be dying all night. And so we snuck in there and then someone comes up behind me and is like, so this is what you do instead of come to my show? It's a good Orny Adams. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And well, we hung out with him off. And, yeah. and so uh, I was like, oh, shit, it's Orny, man. We couldn't make it to a show. We had meetings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, uh, it, it was just a good ball bust. Yeah, so we ended up having some froyo with Orny. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, two other things. Andy Kindler's state of the industry address is always a, a total awesome. blast. It's just Andy. It's like old man yells at cloud. It's sure. definitive. Old man yells at cloud moment, but it's so funny. Everyone shows up and watch Andy just like rip apart anything and everything. Yeah, he much. went off on Seinfeld this year. Went off on Seinfeld. He went off on Steve Hofstetter. Late night. Steve Hofstetter. Late <laughs> yeah, night, the late, late night, night he TV. went off a bunch. He goes off on all that kind of stuff. Actually. Um, and it's a lot of fun, and and all it the is. comics show up. Pat Oswalt was there, like yeah. howling. He kept refer, uh, referring back to Pat, and so yeah, it's all in good fun. All the comics have a, have a total blast. Uh, and then you the keynote tell, address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always tell when Joe DeRosa's in a room. Oh right. Joe DeRosa has a very distinct laugh. I was like, Joe DeRosa's here because he got that very distinct laugh. So I, I find that funny. And then the keynote by Dan, the keynote by Dana Gould. Best ever, my opinion. I don't know about best. I'm going to say best ever, Marin's, my opinion. I don't know if you were there Marins for Mark Marins. I missed Mark Marins. Marins, he was almost in tears because he was talking about how podcasting saved his life. Okay. 
So like that was like well, that's heavy a different and element, emotional. Yeah. And he also addressed like that was the year like we lost like Patrice. Oh, okay. And, like DeStefano and like like I think four I think like four comics died within a very brief span of time. And that so that was the the keynote that Marin addressed that. And they talked about how podcasting saved his life. I could okay that's a so huge that one. was like heavy. Right. So I think. Dana's was probably the best since then. There have been great keynotes since Dan- since Marin. There sure. was Jim Norton did a great mm-hmm. one. Colin Quinn did an excellent one. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Did. Patton's done an excellent yeah, one. Patton since did a great too. one too. So Dana's powerful, like very much like, hey man, this is why you get into comedy. because you're doing it now. Like, yes. Like stop waiting for that break. Be I think that's why it hit me harder because yeah, yeah. it in, because it could be applied to anybody 100%. outside of the comedy realm as well. Like if you, even if you're not a comedy fan and you read the transcript to this. Yeah. Uh, which we have up on the left button. Which we do uh, have up on the left button.com or even just listen to it if you're going to be riding around in your which car. Which we have up on the left button.com. Which we do. Uh, yeah. Listen to this or just read it. No matter no matter what, you don't have to be a comedian because it applies to you. And he talks because Dana Gould is somebody in the business. He's like a comics comic. Everybody knows him. He's written on The Simpsons. He's 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 popped he's up a, here he's and there. For SNL. He's done everything and anything. But he but but he's not that like household name. Yeah, he's not Louis or Chris Rock. Right. So he really breaks it down. What it is to be successful. What is success? And. And the fact that we, yes, we are all doing it right now. If you wake up every day and your job is to go tell jokes on stage, you've made it. And then it's just a matter of levels after that. Yeah, that was his whole thing too. And 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 he greets he leaves this great analogy at the end about a Bob, a friend of going to a Bob Dylan concert, which pretty much is like mm-hmm. there's always a cooler VIP room. Sure, there's always that next level access you get into the entertainment business and like when you're always trying striving to achieve and strive for that you forget that you're actually currently doing something really super awesome so right. it's a really great analogy he uses he talks about how he auditioned for SNL and like in his words shook the room or shook the building but he auditioned against Chris Rock and Adam Sandler right. he was like <laughs> eat my dust Chris Rock and Adam yeah. Sandler you're not going to get it and then like how good he, luck guys good luck guys but like <laughs> he apparently lost out to Chris Rock and Adam Sandler so like it's just it's a really great p- keynote and we're not doing it justice so you just must listen to it yourself because it, it really does does uh, it kind of touches on a really good point of enjoy what you're doing now because what you're doing now is awesome right and uh, do yourselves a favor, people. This will be the last thing we say about Just for Laughs. Just go there. Experience this yeah. festival. 33 years in the books. They know how to do it. They know how to get it done. If you just, Even if you didn't buy a ticket and you just went to Montreal and walked the streets, you will feel a city so alive like no other city, mm-hmm. especially the comedy energy and excitement. And everybody is up there just... I mean, it's show after show after show. You can't go to them all. You just want to be surrounded and uh, enveloped by comedy. That you got to do it. Just yeah. do yourself a solid. It's a really great vibe. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on to Staten Island summer. Speaking of, we can transition with this because Colin Jost uh, was up at JFL. Yeah, and uh, the, the day after you did this, carpet. yeah, the, the day after I did this red I was like, carpet. Oh, hey, so. Colin Jost, you're following us around Canada, right? So shout out to Paramount real quick. Uh, they hooked it up, um, got me over to the red carpet uh, New York City premiere of mm-hmm. Staten Island Summer. If you don't know what Staten Island Summer is, it's uh, I, I don't want to say it's an indie picture, but it's definitely a a comedy film that was written by Colin Jost and it's you know produced and presented by Lorne Michaels mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of the SNL crew is in it Bobby Moynihan Cecily Strong uh, Fred Arm is in so there's a lot of alum in there as well uh, Will Forte is in it and uh, and this kind of flew under the radar for a little bit it was in the theaters for like a blip and it's coming to Netflix it's actually available on Netflix right now if you're listening to this uh, so check it out um, it's a very funny coming-of-age story about two kids who are uh, enjoying their final summer in, in Staten Island and they're working as lifeguards mm-hmm. and uh, look shenanigans happen it's that <laughs> simple it's Shenanigan. drugs alcohol and partying and uh and comedy and it's it's just very funny good time so i hit the red carpet and had the chance to to interview a bunch of them bobby uh, included bobby moynihan colin jost uh, gina gershon the lovely gina gershon the kid from bad grandpa <laughs> yes that guy's name is jackson nickel by the way <laughs> by the way funny dude i want to call him the kid from bad grandpa you can call him whatever you want right. but uh i'm gonna call him jackson nickel sure 
Uh, see Zach Perlman, who was one of the uh, main stars of the movie. You might know him from the Inbetweeners, the U.S. version. If if you you watch that, uh, he's very funny. And we talked a lot about improving and improving with SNL people in a movie that you know had a script. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, talk to the director Reese Thomas, uh, who works hand in hand with all these SNL people. If if you don't know who Reese Thomas is, look him up. He he's he came to the United States from the U.K never experiencing Saturday Night Live before. Didn't have the opportunity to see it because it's just not available there in the UK. Comes over here, gets a job at SNL, producing and directing shorts and working with everybody in SNL. And here he is now directing movies with all the SNL people. And what a great gig, man. Boom. Uh, saw Big Pussy. Yeah. Vinny Pastor. Uh, I used to, when I very first uh, started Sirius, Sirius Radio as an intern, the first show I ever worked on was The Wise Guy Show, and he was on that, and they had a joke, because uh, I used to run around and bring them stuff. Uh, one of them shot me in the foot, like Spider from yeah, Goodfellas, yeah, yeah. and then that was my nickname, like, forever, Spider. Spider. So he sees me, and he goes, oh, fucking Spider! Like, it was hilarious, man. But, uh, <laughs> let's see, John DeLuca, Johnny DeLuca does a great... You recap uh, all this on yeah. laughfun.com. Yeah, check it out. Spend yeah. some time with Colin Jost, the whole crew. So, uh, yeah, check that out, and uh, check out the movie on Netflix. There is a ton of TV news going on. Too much TV news. Too much. I mean, you definitely got to dive into it on thelaughbun.com. Mm-hmm. Cancellations, shows like Welcome to Sweden, yeah. shows ending, Gone. Key and Peel ending after this, this Dude, season. Were you surprised by that? I am, but I think it's a good thing. I do too. End on a high note. Killing, killing it, it out. out. Yeah. Jinx. It's exactly. a way to go. Yeah. But five seasons. I mean, five that's, seasons. That's, For sketch comedy on... Co- that's long. Comedy Cro- Central. Kroll only went three, right? Kroll went three. Nick Swartz did two. Right. Uh, Amy's at three right now. How long do you think she's going to go? Amy's at three. Chappelle did two and a half. Right. You know, so... So they're long-winded at this point. They're long long in the tooth and still killing. Uh, What else is going on? True TV announced a bunch of stuff for Friends of the People and Impractical Jokers. Yeah, there are fall lineups out there. Comedy Central announced a bunch of new shows and a bunch of web series, including one with our pal Big J. Okerson. Yes. Pretty psyched for that one. And Moonbeam City, finally. Animated series with Rob Lowe. There is so much going on in the comedy world, uh, just in TV alone. Just read uh, read all the news on the Laugh Button, see what's going on, developments, uh, renewals, all that kind of stuff, too. All right, let's get to that interview with Steve Byrne from Montreal. Uh, you hate when I say it. Just Mon- for laughs. Montreal. In Montreal. I don't uh, hate that. What's that? For the record, I don't hate it. Oh, I hate don't? it when you say just for laughs in Montreal. It's but just there's just, just for laughs, for laughs in, in Australia. There's just for laughs in my heart. <laughs> There's just for laughs on the internet. All right, cut to the interview. All right, here's Steve Burton, everyone. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, up in Montreal right now, Just for Laughs Festival. It's uh, it's sort of the epicenter of comedy. In fact, it's kind of unsafe for comedy to have this many comedians all in the same place at the same time in case, like, the pulse happens or something. Uh, comedy is going to be shit out of luck. Uh, but one comedian that is here performing and uh, super stoked because he's going to be at the goddamn Comedy Jam tonight. Uh, I'm not going to say what he's going to do. That's the surprise element. But he uh, goes by the name Steve Burton and also plays him in real life. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm good. That's a, that's a hell of an introduction. But, by the way, I like how you're... Um, not giving out spoiler alerts for the 40 people that may attend the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Steve, this show is packed to the fucking gills. Line out the door. People clawing their way in through the back door. I'm being serious. So no pressure. I don't want to make you nervous or anything. Oh, what? Do they think Dalia's on the show? Because it's me. So there's going to be 40 people. Me and Brad Williams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brad Williams is going to be yeah. there. So, so 38 and a half people, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so uh, is this something you're going to be doing th- for the first time, like performing music in front of people? Uh, I'm assuming you're going to be singing tonight or at least trying to sing. Can you sing? No, I can't. I've never sung, like, publicly in my life other than, like, you know, like everybody else getting bombed and doing karaoke at midnight. But uh, right. But this will be a first for me. I've never sang a song, but... Wonder Wall is a safe one. Mm-hmm. Because I, I let the cat out of the bag. Uh-oh. Um, They'll just be along. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it seems to be like a, a song for 
you know, I'm not singing chandelier. Right. My, you know. Well, that happened last night at the guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I ran into her, but she can sing. Right. She's an actual like she's a singer. Like I can't. So I don't know. But you're in a band. Yes. I mean, what is? What are some tips you'd give somebody who's never sung before? Oh wow, that's a uh, that's interesting. Um, well, first of all, yeah, I feel like this is gonna be your first and last time. So, <laughs> so own it. Commit. Okay. All right, committing is the first thing, right? To sell it to an audience, you gotta commit. Yeah. All right. They gotta believe that you believe, mm-hmm. right? And this is now. I've seen you sing this song. <laughs> that's true. Publicly, but yeah, uh, not intentionally publicly. Jesus, I'm what? quitting comedy after this. <laughs> Why? After this Why? <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. Look, that was one of my favorite nights in New York City uh, with you and the gang, the crew from Sullivan and Son. And, and uh, I believe, it was it your birthday also? It's my birthday. Yeah, it's always July 21st. So it's, yeah, it's always, yeah, but it's. <laughs> you are quitting comedy after this. Because July 21st is always when Montreal kind of kicks in. Right. So it's kind of fun every now and then when I get to do it, I get to be here for my birthday. But that night it was at Jake's Saloon. Yes. next to Gotham, and they were always so awesome to us to let us plug in our phones and play whatever we want. Yeah, so we went to town on Oasis, I don't know, three, four, maybe ten times that night. I feel like Wonderwall yeah. got in the in the playlist about 15 times. Yeah, Don't Look Back in Anger had quite a few renditions. I think even, even when it gets to the point where people are singing it and they love it, and then they're like, we can't do this again, Steve, stop. That's when it's like, all right, we've had yeah. enough Oasis, I guess. Yeah, but it was good. So the potential's there, Steve. Yeah. The potential's there. I don't know. You weren't you weren't making me feel too comfortable <laughs> a second ago. You're like, publicly. It was the way you said it. People can't see the intonations which your eyes are telling me. By the way, Mark Seaman, best hair in comedy. Best hair in comedy? Best hair in comedy. Wow, okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm due a haircut. I got some uh, trimming to do, so. No, it, it's it's awesome. All right, thank that's you, That's like man. what every kid in eighth grade that starts skateboarding does that haircut, and I always wish I could pull that off, but I can't because I got a big forehead. <laughs> Even like back in the day, I've always had a big forehead, so I just knew back then, but I always wanted to do what you're doing. Well, thank you very much, man. This Yeah, this comes from the skateboarding slash soccer universe, right? You know, uh, the European, yeah. you know, short on one side, long on the other, sort of. Right. I don't Right, yeah. You know, I found these Russian guys around the corner from where I live, and they cut hair like nobody's business. And I went in there one day and said, uh, can you make it look like this? And I basically showed them a picture of a soccer player. And they're like, yeah. oh, no problem. You know? And then it was just done, and I've never gone anywhere else since. So. going back. Yeah. Well, it looks great. Plus those Russian barber shops. Is that a front? Because the back room could be like the last 10 minutes of the first taken. Well, I, I will say this. The room is very small, and it's yeah. very tight quarters. Um, which leads me to believe that one of those walls is a push wall and there's a much bigger room off the back end. So It'd be, it'd be awesome if like you push the push wall and it was just a Beanie Baby collection. <laughs> right. Like Russians. Right, bootleg version like down in Chinatown yeah. Yeah, when they're trying to take you down into the basement to sell you the good, the good purses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so you're, you're doing this with the band LMNOP. They're fabulous musicians, so you're not going to have to worry about the band executing. They're going to crush yeah. it for you. All you have to to focus on is a believing in yourself because what's the, the fun part of the show is the crowds in it just as much as the people are on stage right yeah. so they're going to give you that energy uh, just don't fuck up the words and then i think you're golden man i, I mean that's the only advice i have for you on a on a, on a one-off right yeah. i mean you've sang the song a million times right it's it's like happy birthday to everybody else i love oasis so yeah i'm, I'm pretty excited about it but by the way those those words of encouragement will be the wind beneath my wings i appreciate that mark you got it. It's the least I could do. I can't give you my hair, so I will. I will yeah. give you these words of encouragement. By the way, you're the first person to ever tell me my hair was nice. Really? My wife is like, uh, I guess she kind of likes it too. But I'm married to her. She's supposed to say things like that. I guess like a that. woman could think like, why are you getting your hair cut like a lesbian? I could see that. <laughs> you have like the the Rosie O'Donnell when she was kind of losing it before her talk show ended. Remember when she shaved the su- yeah? That's right, and had the staph infection, and you, you weren't sure where. <laughs> Where she was going after this? Exactly, yeah. So you have a really cool Euro soccer player haircut or a Les bowed out Rosie O'Donnell. Oh man. All right, well let's let's get let's focus back on you, Steve, okay. because this is about you. Um, your latest special did very well and and it is very funny. Yeah. It, but I feel like you're already are you already writing the next one? How yeah. deep into that are you at this point? Yeah, I'm like eighty five percent there. So we're going to film it, I think, January, February, March, somewhere in that time frame, back in New York again. So oh, great. I had such a good time. Last that one, last one, Champion, it's on Netflix. Champion, yeah. I filmed that one in New York and just had such a great 
run and the crowds were great, I thought, why not go back and do it again there? Cool. And uh, and you just uh, recently were on The Late Late Show with James Corden? Yeah, they told me, uh, Nick Thune had done a sketch with him about doing stand-up, but I was the first official stand-up to do the show, which was, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that as a badge of honor, maybe just the way it worked out, but, uh, but I think it's kind of cool. And he is like a pure entertainer and on yeah. top of that just like one of the most likable guys so it was just a thrill being there and what a warm set a fun set uh and he does it differently he does it more like a uk style where everyone's involved right? yeah. yeah yeah it's just uh, i don't know i like that because it was that graham norton back mm-hmm. back in the uk where everybody's on the panel at once mm-hmm. uh yeah and i like all his sketches i like his energy that he brings he's and he can sing he can dance he can literally do everything i, I think he's got like a broadway background I, i'm not sure on that yeah actor singer yeah he's done it all talk show host yeah and he's got like the body of a cubicle worker but he's an incredible dancer because because the day i was there he did he recreated the mc scat cat paul abdul thing with mm-hmm. paul abdul and i was backstage i'm like this dude like he's like not like funny dancing, like legit, like really good dancer. Super I was talented. jealous, yeah. He can sing, he can do it all, yeah. He makes me want to sue my parents, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, speaking of your background, uh, you're outfitted in, or you're just a spokesperson for Pittsburgh today. I mean, the people can't <laughs> see you, but you literally, top to bottom here, got the pirate's hat. Yeah. Little disappointed it's not a painter's cap, uh, Sid uh, Bream well, era, yeah. but I will say, or you Bud Black. Say um, I'm trying to think. You remember Bob Walk? I'll never forget this because uh, I'm a big Cubs fan, right? Yes. And so I, Cubs and, and the Pirates had a rivalry for a little while. And like the, I feel like the early 90s. I don't know. They had something going on, right? Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, when the teams, you know, when we had like Bonds, Bonilla, right. Vince, like we were competitive. The Cubs were competitive then sure. too. Yeah, sure. And uh, I'll never forget seeing uh, uh, Bob, yeah, Bob Walk hit a home run mm-hmm. against the Cubs. And you know how the, the at Wrigley Field the tradition is to throw the home run ball back onto the field. Yeah. Bob Walk ran out from the dugout onto the field to go pick up the ball and was like, "Thank you, I'm taking this with me." <laughs> it was amazing. It's my favorite Pirates memory of all time. Well. That says a lot. Your KBL channel, if you remember. You remember KBL? Oh, dude, you're going way back. (laughs) By the way, way back. Um, That tells you how many home runs Bob Walker's hit. Yeah, which is one. Yeah, I think he's like, no, I need that son of a bitch. I don't know if I'll be back here tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, Wrigley's the best. I mean, Wrigley started that tradition. It's so great thinking about all the great sports traditions. Even I was watching this thing on 30 for 30 on the Islanders about how the guy was finagling his way into it and. I didn't know that the Islanders were the ones that started the playoff beard. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Okay. I think it was the Islanders. No, it was the Flyers. Okay. I think it was the Flyers that started. It was one of those two teams. They started the playoff beard. And I thought, oh, that's fucking awesome because now baseball rolls around. Baseball players do it. But even football. But hockey guys did that first. All right. Well, speaking of hockey, let's move our way down the rest of your outfit. We started at the top of your head. Now we're onto your torso. You're uh, representing a nice Pittsburgh Penguins uh, yeah. CCM, the old CCM yeah. uh, company. Now, now they're still a thing, right? But they they're got bought there. out by Bauer, which is owned by Nike. It was like where the I think yeah. Warner Brothers just owns everything. Is that where we're at? <laughs> <laughs> it really is true. Yeah, but I, I, hockey is my favorite sport. And if we go further down the line, my uh, boxer briefs are Steelers. So oh, we geez, can okay. we, no take I'll, I'll your word you. for it. No, I'll show you. Okay. Okay. We'll take a picture for the interview. We put it's it. the Bert. This this segment sponsored by Bert Kreischer, where, we, where I get down <laughs> right. in my underwear. By the way, have you seen his recent like? Well, I can't even call it a headshot, but it's like a uh, his eight bites. It's just a picture of his like naked upper body, and he's got like something jammed into his chest. I don't know if it's a camera or something. It's, a, it's like I couldn't even understand the photo, but it was just classic him. Um, that is a man that is, let's say, more than relaxed and more than comfortable about who he is and his body. And um, I, I love him. He's like literally one of the funnest human beings. He is He's good. an eight-year-old in the body of... He, he's the movie Big, but with a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> Yeah, he's somehow yet still old enough to drink. Yeah, yeah. so he get, gets by. Um, all right, so Steve, I, I don't know how much I've ever talked to you about 
Kent State. Okay. Because that's where you went to school, and that, that a lot of my friends and family, you know, where I grew up in Warren, Ohio, uh, you know, that was a big school. That's where if you didn't really leave town, you kind of just went to Kent State so sad or, or Youngstown State University. It was one or the other, right? Well, when you tell people you went to school, university in Ohio, people always go, oh, Ohio, Ohio State. You go, no, no, no. They go, oh, Ohio University. No, no, no. Bowling Green? No. Wright State? No. University of Phoenix? Keep going. DeVry? Worse. <laughs> Kent State. So it's so funny to hear somebody be like, Kent State was kind of, no, not really. So uh, what, was your, what was your campus life like there? I mean, is that where you started doing comedy? Like, was there a club on campus there? Or, or what was the scene like at Kent State? Because I went there to watch... They had that hockey for like a little bit. I think yeah, when I was a kid, my dad game. used to take me to the games, and and obviously it's a very famous place for a very horrible shooting. That yeah. you know, is it, Kent State is a famous location, and and the basketball team went pretty far one year with uh, the the Elite Eight, maybe or I think it was Sweet Sixteens, but this was maybe yeah. ten years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it, campus life for me was awesome. You know, I was a kid out of high school that never kissed a girl, and then you get to college, and there's like, you know. Know, a lot more people there and there's girls that are like in it. it's like oh this is fucking awesome so so yeah I was just always going out trying to meet girls hanging out having fun never got into comedy there were I don't believe there was a comedy scene um, I remember seeing Carrot Top you know there and thinking oh that's kind of cool but I, I started in New York City so I made the rounds like maybe six months after I I left I graduated is when I kind of started stand up in New York gotcha uh, yeah and, and I'm assuming you were aware that Ohio has the highest STD per capita I think uh, oh. that's a, I think that's a thing I, I learned also when I left Ohio and was like thank God I didn't like you know, I was, well, I was I in the think, one percentile that wasn't affected. You know? I think we could pinpoint the outbreak to Kent State University <laughs> again. Another reason why it's below DeVry. <laughs> I just every time I drove to Kent, I was like, "Oh, we're almost there," because there was an old barn that hadn't been burned down yet, and it was just like on the dead highway. And it was just like I don't know if you remember this barn, but it, it looked like it was from the 1700s. <laughs> Mike's place. Do you remember that where they had the X-wing fighter outside the diner? Oh yes, totally. It was cool, yeah. yeah. And then it was like in the shape of a castle, and they had that. some cool 1950s cars inside. But it was pretty. It's like one of those places you'll see on, um, on like diners, drive-ins, and dives with mm. a guy, you know, whatever. Whoever. I, yeah, guy. guy with blonde hair. That's uh... yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some other guy that's hosting that thing. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Steve. So. Um, First of all, congratulations on all the sex, uh, sex. well, also oh, sex you've you. ever had, Appreciate but uh, also the success you had with, with Sullivan and Son, and I know that it came to an end, but I, I remember seeing it come to life. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, hanging out with you guys while it was happening, and this is, I think, the first time I've hung out with you since it, it's ended, but um, I just remember seeing the excitement on your guys' faces, and then when it got renewed, and then just the, the whole life of a show and yeah. how it works and operates and the crazy chaos that goes into it and uh, what was your biggest takeaway from you know that whole experience and and what was the best part for you just being you know alive as a human being <laughs> well you know that the shows the show's going to come to a an end at some point it's it's inevitable every show ends at some point so you knew it was going to happen but for us to get three seasons especially nowadays with the climate of TV being so fractured mm-hmm. it was it was it was great. We, you know, we got three years out of it. Um, I remember this one thing before the show started. I read this book, Top of the Rock, by Warren Littlefield. He was talking about his time at NBC, and there was a, 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 a you know, a passage in there by Noel Wiley. He was talking about how he spent ten years doing ER, and then he went to the Warner Brothers lot one day, and he um, he had to show his pass, and there he was there was a problem with security, and they're like, we don't have you on the list, and. Here's a guy that spent 10 years of his life on the lot, and then finally they clear him, he goes to his meeting, and he's leaving. He's like, you know, I'm just going to walk past the ER stage. I haven't been there forever. And he walked in, and it was vacant at the time. There was no setup. And he was looking around, and he, his takeaway was that it's as though it never happened. And the thing I got from reading that was that it happened so quickly. It fly by so fast. So my takeaway from reading that prior to season one was, enjoy every second and I believe that I did the cast did the crew did because we all knew we had something special like no matter what people's perceptions of a multicam are we had a complete blast and we loved every second of it there wasn't one bad day on the set for any of us 
we all ate lunch together, we ate dinner together, we hung together. We just hung at Brian Doe Murray's house like a month and a half ago. Nice. Uh, the whole cast got together. It was just awesome. Uh, That's great. Yeah, very fond memories. Well, that uh, that was showcased in the show. You could see that you guys were all, you know, either a friends, but just a tight cast that uh, yeah. really wanted to get it done. And and uh, what did you what did you take from the set? What did you steal? Did you uh, <laughs> were you able to nab anything off the wall? Any any uh, of the jerseys that were hanging up, or, or did you I, take the bar taps, or what? What'd you grab? I have the Lemieux autographed jersey. Yes. That's nice. at home. My wife will not let me hang it up okay. in the living room. Why not? She's a woman, okay. and I guess you need to make way for sconces. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I have uh, I have a few things. I nicked a few things and gave them away uh, to to some of the cast members. Uh, cool. Just little knickknacks. But yeah, I, I, you know, it's nice to have those little tokens. But you know, having the memories and the friendships and the appreciation of like, you know, it, it was like a family for three years. Well, Pittsburgh, thanks you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. well, Steve, good to see you, man. And thanks for the time. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, when you get back to New York City and tape this new special, you know, I'll be there. I can't wait. It's going to be well, good. I look forward to getting the band together, and we're going to write some tunes. All right, let's I'll do it. I'll be a lead singer, because I think after tonight, I'm, I'm into switching career paths. I feel like you're already going to be going solo. I feel like after tonight, you're like, I'm breaking away from the group, man. <laughs> like, we've already broken up before we even I'm got already, together. So I'm already a George Michael, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, good to see you, man. You got it, buddy. All right, that was Steve Byrne and myself uh, hanging out. Uh, yes, he was decked out in head to toe in Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know if he's sponsored by Pittsburgh, but he, he had the hat, the shirt. Uh, I believed him that he had the boxers. I wasn't going to investigate. But uh, Steve's a great guy. And uh, yeah. cool news about a uh, new special. He's already working on it. Yeah, and, definitely. And he's going to be taping that back here in New York City because he had such a great time doing Champion just a little while ago. And he's, yeah, he's already got another one, man. Yeah, he's so. not one to, he doesn't strike me as one that kind of sits around and waits for things to happen. Agreed. So, Matt. I had a great time with you in JFL, man. I know we too. drove we up there. Good, we did have a good time. We drove up there. We drove back. It was hilarious. Uh, nicknames were made and formed. Yes. And uh, good good memories were made and formed. And uh, I have never seen someone consume that much oxygen in one night at JFL than you did. Consume? What the fuck does that even mean? From Matt Kleinschmidt, I'm Mark Says Hi. Um, I am Kleinschmidt. And I'm Matt, Mark Says Hi. Go to thelaughbutton.com, download, subscribe, tell your friends, rate, review this podcast on iTunes, and check out the Riotcast Network. I'm going to go watch some SDRR right now. Yeah, dude. I got some catching up to do. We got to get them on the podcast. Boom, let's do it. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.